Happy New Year. It's still the Chinese New Year. Sinian Kwai Le. Somebody asked me, uh, don't wish Kung Hei Fa Choi, but I will wish you anyway. We are still Chinese, so Kung Hei Fa Choi. Okay, um, yeah, before I begin my sermon, early this year at the dawn, uh, early dawn prayer, uh, I was assigned uh, one of the slots and the Lord just uh, impart in my spirit to release Psalm 34 uh, to the people who came. Uh, and it is really no uh, accident that the Lord uh, impart within my heart to release Psalm 34. Uh, and I sang a song and ministered to the people who came. And this morning, can I invite you to rise to your feet even as we exalt the name of the Lord through this psalm. I mean, when we began 2020, there were so many things happening. There were the bushfires. There was U.S. Uh, attacking uh, Iran uh, and, and many, many things which happened and a lot of fears around the world. And this Psalm, Psalm 34, that even as we exalt the name of the Lord at all times, that our fears will dissipate, that God will truly instill within our hearts what it means to fear Him, that when we fear Him, it will drive out all other fears. Come, let's sing the song. At all times I will bless Him, His praise will be in my mouth. My soul makes His boast in the Lord. The humble man will hear of Him, the afflicted will be glad. And join with me to magnify the Lord. Let us exalt His name together forever. I sought the Lord, He heard me and delivered me from my fears. Let us exalt His name together forever oh sing his praises magnify the lord the angel of the lord encamps around those who his name to save them and deliver them from harm though lions roar with for no good thing no wonder then we praise him with our song let us exalt his name together forever i sought the lord he heard me and delivered me from my fears let us exalt his name Oh, sing His praises, magnify the Lord. Come, children, now and hear me, if you would see long life. Just keep your lips from wickedness and lies. Do good and turn from evil, seek peace instead of strife. 
Love righteousness and God will hear your cry. Let us exalt His name together forever. I sought the Lord, He heard me and delivered me from my fears. Let us exalt His name together forever. Oh, sing His praises, magnify the Lord. Let us exalt His name together forever. I sought the Lord, He heard me and delivered me from my fears. Let us exalt His name together forever. Oh, sing His praises, magnify the Lord. Oh, sing His praises, magnify the Lord. Oh, sing His praises, magnify the Lord. Hallelujah. Father God, even as we have started the year 2020, we do not know what lies ahead, but we know, O Lord, that you are there with us and for us. For your word says in Psalm 91 that he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, we shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. Surely He will deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence, even the Wuhan virus. He shall cover you with His feathers and under His wings you shall take refuge. Father God, we take assurance in Your Word and we pray, Lord, that even as I bring forth Your message, that we should not be afraid, but instead, we should fear God. So Lord, may I be the postman delivering your message, that even as I bring forth this message, that you will truly speak to each and every of my brothers and sisters here, that truly they will come away from this place having heard from you. So we thank you, we bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. And all God's people say, Amen, Amen. Please be seated. Okay, we are in this series on the book of Haggai. And today is the fifth in the series on the book of Haggai. And I've entitled my sermon, Don't Be Afraid, Fear God Instead. So just a quick review on the timeline. So uh, this is what we call the post-exilic timeline. So Cyrus, when he uh, conquered Babylon in 539 BC, uh, the following year at 538 BC, he allowed the Jews to return to Jerusalem. So they were allowed to go back to Jer Jerusalem to rebuild the temple. So two years they 
spent building just the foundation of the temple. Then opposition came and there was a stop work order and for 16 years, uh, the temple remained in ruins. Only the foundation was completed. So two years plus 16 years, that is 18 years. So then came Haggai to the scene and Haggai uh, round up uh, Jerub uh, Zerubbabel and J Joshua and together they rallied the Jews to rebuild the temple and within four years, they managed to complete the temple and if you add another four years to the 18 years, so from the time they returned to Jerusalem to the time the temple was rebuilt, it was 22 years. So, uh, Along the way, you have uh, this Cambyses II, which ruled for seven years, and his successor Smyrdis for just seven days. King Darius came into the picture, and he ordered that the temple be rebuilt. And uh, after that, 70 years before the walls were repaired, and this was the era of Ezra and Nehemiah specifically. So these are the kings, Zizis, Ahasuerus, and Artaxerxes. So it's quite a mouthful pronouncing their names. Anyway, so when the children of Israel came back to Jerusalem, they were only focusing on the foundation and they were offering sacrifices to the Lord. So sacrifices were being offered to the Lord. But what does the Lord say to all of us, even us included? That the Lord is more pleased than our obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. So, when they came back, you know, we read in Ezra, we, we, okay, we read in Ezra that they faced opposition. So, uh, today I won't read uh, this portion of Scripture. You can go back and refer to your own Bibles. But let's read Haggai uh, chapter 1, verse 12 and 13. And this would be the text where of my message. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Then Zerubbabel, son of Shutil, Joshua, son of Josadak, the high priest, and the whole remnant out of people obeyed the voice of the Lord their God. And the message of the prophet Haggai, because the Lord their God had sent him, and the people feared the Lord. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave this message to the people of the Lord to the people, sorry. I am with you, declares the Lord. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, son of Shetil, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, son of Josadak, the high priest, and the spirit of the whole remnant of the people. They came and began to work on the house of the Lord Almighty, their God, on the 24th day of the sixth month. So they came and they repaired the temple. But there was opposition. As we see, okay, uh, there was external opposition when they began the work. Okay, enemies of Judah and Benjamin, they attempted to infiltrate the ranks of the builders and they resorted to scare tactics. And this was uh, also, they placed internal uh, opposition, they placed their own interests above God's interests. They were fearful for their own safety and their sin hindered their work. So even in our own lives, 
we could have started off our journey as a Christian very well, you know. And uh, many a times, you know, we face opposition, whether from our uh, own parents, from our siblings, from our colleagues. And how do we respond to those opposition? And even internally, sometimes we have struggles as well. You know, we, we fear men rather than fear God. And this may derail even our progress as a Christian. So, for the Jews, what was the turning point for them? It was the fear of the Lord. You know, in Haggai 1 verse 12, the people feared the Lord. This was the turning point for them, that they uh, obeyed the word of the Lord and they re began to rebuild the temple. So, my question to you this morning, in 2020, what are you afraid of? Many of us, we are afraid of many things. So, in 2020, what are you afraid of? And in Exodus 20, verse 20, when uh, God gave the Ten Commandments to the children of Israel, uh, the mountains shook, uh, there was smoke coming out from the mountain, a sound of trumpets, and uh, the whole place was filled with thunder and lightning. And the children of Israel, they were fearful. But this is what Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. God has come to test you, so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. Okay, let's read this again. Do not be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. And may this be your vision 2020. That even as you look to God, that even as you fear God, He will drive away all other fears and you need not be afraid. So, was the children of Israel... Uh, fearless? Were they still concerned? Were they still discouraged? Okay, despite starting to rebuild, uh, the elders who have seen the previous glory of Solomon's temple, when they compared to what they have built, you know, they were discouraged. And it was time for the people to be strong. And like what Pastor Isaac has uh, shared in his previous sermon, this is what you call the fraternal opposition when they start comparing Solomon's temple, the glory of Solomon's temple with what they were building uh, right now. So Haggai the prophet in uh, sec the second chapter of Haggai have this to say in verse 1, on the 21st day of the seventh month, the word of the Lord came to the prophet, speak to Zerubbabel son of Shutil, governor of Judah, to Joshua son of Josadak, the high priest, and to the remnant of the people, ask them, who of you is left who saw this house in its former glory? How does it look to you now? Does it not seem to you like nothing? But now be strong, Zerubbabel declares the Lord. Be strong, Joshua, son of Josadak, the high priest. Be strong. All you people of the land declares the Lord and work for I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty. 
this is what I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, and my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. So even for us as Christians, when we progress, when we uh, want to move on in our Christian life, we attend uh, Bible study, we go for prayer altars, and sometimes even our own loved ones, they may pour cold water on us. Hey, why be so holy? La? Why attend this, attend that? La? You, know? uh, you still need to chari makan wana, you know? Uh, why, why spend so much time with God? You know? So, you, you tend to, when all these things, you tend to listen and listen, and it gets into your spirit, man. You know, you will tend to hear the voice of men rather than hear the voice of God. When you hear too much the voice of men, that's where sometimes fear will creep in. And in these verses that we have just read, you know, the prophet Haggai rallied the people that they have to be strong. And the last sentence of the verse that we just read is, do not fear. Do not fear. So what are we fearing, you know, this year in 2020? So in building God's house, make sure that there is no half measures and no half-heartedness. What God is saying to us that, you know, when we build God's house, we have to prioritize building God's house wholeheartedly. And what is the promises of God that He is with you, He will grant you peace, He will bless you, and the glory of the latter house will be greater than the former house. So you always hear Pastor Chiu say this to us, that when you take care of God's house, He will take care of your house. Let's repeat after me. When you take care of God's house, Amen. God will take care of your house. So don't worry, don't be fearful. So when they start rebuilding, they were not 100% there yet. Okay, there was still defilement uh, in the house and this I borrowed uh, from Pastor Chu. so dirty dishes in the sink. So Chinese New Year, we have a lot of makan, you know, so a lot of dirty dishes, you know, when we have our makan. So sometimes you wish that you have dirty dishes in the sink, you know, you put clean dishes in the sink and you hope that the dirty dishes become clean. Does it work that way? No, it doesn't right. So clean plates don't make dirty plates clean, but dirty plates make clean plates dirty. So why were they uh, not 100% there yet? And the answer is, they were building a consecrated temple by ungodly people. So even as we build God's house, we not only need to build God's house wholeheartedly, but also with holiness. Holiness can only come when we fear God. Amen? Holiness can only come when we fear God. So you may ask, and, and some people actually did ask us, why study rebuilding the temple? What's all this about rebuilding the temple, you know? And, and uh, why must we be holy, la, obey, la, you know, and, and build temple? What has 
what is the relevance of rebuilding of the temple to us? So quickly, I just want to show you that, you know, even when they rebuild the foundation, uh, way back in 1 Kings 5, verse 17 to 18, the original King Solomon's temple, so one of the building materials is stone. So in 1 Kings 5, 17, at the king's command, they removed from the quarry large blocks of high-grade stone to provide a foundation of dressed stone for the temple. The craftsmen of Solomon and Hiram and workers from Biblos cut and prepared the timber and stone for the building of the temple. So the first building material is stone. So this is a picture when they quarried or hewn the stone from the quarry and bring it to the temple. It is a picture of us as well, that we are also like a stone being transported from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of His marvelous light. Yeah? So we have transported from the dominion of darkness to the kingdom of His marvelous light. So all of us in First Peter 2 verse 4, as you come to Him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to Him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Tell your neighbour, you are a living stone. The next building material is wood. So in 1 Kings chapter 6, verse 9, So he built the temple and completed it, roofing it with beams and cedar planks. And he built the side rooms all along the temple. The height of each was five cubits, and they were attached to the temple by beams of cedar. So wood is representative of our humanity. And cedar wood is symbolic of kingship, royalty, it is incorruptible, and it also kills worms that seek to invade it. So, we are actually all blocks of wood. You know, that's why the Chinese say, you know. Yeah, so, but we are not yalokmok, you know, because the next building material is gold. We are all overlaid with the glory and the righteousness of our Lord Jesus Christ. And gold in 1 Kings chapter 6, verse 29, on the walls all around the temple, in both the inner and outer rooms, he carved cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers. He also covered the floors of both the inner and outer rooms of the temple with gold. Gold is representative of God's glory and the deity of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, when you stand side by side with your brother or your sister in worship in a church like this, you are actually that block of wood which has been overlaid with gold. You are actually exuding the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we can say that the glory of the latter house is greater than the glory of the former because the Lord's righteousness covers us 
and we are filled with the glory of God. Amen? Yeah. So you may be saying, yeah, so what? You know, I, I learned all this uh, stone, la, wood, la, gold. La. You know, it represents us as the temple. So I live my own life. What does it matter how I live my life? Well, friends, let me tell you that it does matter. And in 1 Corinthians 3 verse 16, it says, Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is sacred and you together are that temple. Do not deceive yourself. If any of you think that you are wise by the standards of this age, you should become fools so that you may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. As it is written, He catches the wise in their craftiness. You know, this is truly the words of God. It is not Pastor Jeffrey telling you, but you can read from this word that if anyone destroy God's temple, can you put up the slide again, please? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. And this is something which is fearful that we should be having this reverence awe of the Lord that don't play, play with God, yeah? Because what you do uh, in church and what you do with your own life, it does affect the body of Christ because we are all together. We are the temple. And, and you can see from uh, these verses, I've underlined the key verse, you together are that temple. Although we individually host the Holy Spirit in us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit, but corporately together, we are God's temple as well. Amen? So, you know, as pastors, we counsel many, many people. And sometimes, you know, people will challenge us. You know, why are you so hung up on, on the way we live our lives, you know? Uh, you know, we want to go holiday with our girlfriend or so, cannot, you know. Uh, what's wrong with sex before marriage, you know? Uh, you know, uh, do you look at beautiful girls or not? They challenge you, you know. Uh, do you tell a lie or not? You know, you also lie, ma. You also look at beautiful girls, ma. Isn't that sin? That one also sin, ma. What's the difference between that sin and this sin? All also sin, ma. Big sin, small sin is still sin. Well, for those who challenge us and question us, I have this to say to you. In 1 Corinthians 6 verse 18, it says, Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honour God with our bodies. 
Why do they challenge us and ask us these questions? The fundamental issue is they do not fear God. Yeah, they do not fear God. So, in Proverbs 9 verse 10 to 12, the fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Wisdom will multiply your days and add years to your life. If you become wise, you will be the one to benefit. If you scorn wisdom, you will be the one to suffer. So the wisest man who ever lived, uh, King Solomon, he had 700 mother-in-laws and 300 concubines or porcupines. Yeah? And after uh, you know, uh, enjoying life to the fullest, trying everything on planet Earth, what has he to say at the end of his life in the book of Ecclesiastes? He said this, Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. So what are you afraid of and who do you fear? You know, in the Bible, this key phrase, don't be afraid or fear not, appeared 366 times in the Bible. So the year 2020 is a leap year, so we have 366 days. So every day, you hear the Lord telling you, my child, don't be afraid. My child, fear not. So every day, keep reminding yourself, don't fear. You know, sometimes we receive a lot of WhatsApp messages. Uh, they will uh, prescribe to you, uh, take this food, lah. this food is good for you. Don't do this, don't do that. If not, uh, you will have cancer, lah. you have this and that. Lah. You know, every time I receive such messages, I will immediately delete one. Why are you... Uh, doing research on all this and being so fearful on all this, yeah? So, and it's as though you want to prepare for rainy day. You know, people tell me, we must prepare for rainy day. You know what? When you prepare for the rainy day, the rainy day will come, yeah? So, do not fear. Just fear God. So, when I'm fearful, what do I do? I always sing. You are my hiding place You always fill my heart With songs of deliverance Whenever I am afraid I will trust in you I will trust in you let the weak say I am strong in the strength of the Lord. Sing your fears away. Yeah? Always praise God at all times and the fear will dissipate. So based on my own deduction, 
I have categorized people into four categories. There are people who fear God, but they also fear men. There are people who fear God, but they do not fear men. And there are those who fear men, but they do not fear God. And the last category, they don't fear anything, including God. They don't fear. But there's a fifth category. They only fear one person, and that is their spouse. <laughs> uh, remember, darling, can I advise you something? <laughs> so they only are fearful of their spouse. So what then is the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord is not fright. It is not a negative fear. It builds you up. It protects you. And Dr. Oswald Chambers have this to say. The remarkable thing about fearing God is this. When you fear God, you fear nothing else. But if you do not fear God, you, you fear everything. Okay, let's read this together from Dr. Oswald Chambers. Okay, one, two. The remarkable thing about fearing God is this. When you fear God, you fear nothing else. But if you do not fear God, you fear everything. So at the beginning of this year, like I've just sung uh, Psalm 34, so David was with the 3D army in the cave of Adullam. So what does 3D stands for? These are the people who are in debt. They were distressed. They were discontented and when David was with this 3D army in the cave of Adullam, he continued to praise the Lord. He sang Psalm 34 in that cave. And let's look at Psalm 34 more closely and glean lessons on the fear of the Lord from this psalm. In verse 1, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. I sought the Lord and He answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. So may we be like the <coughs> Psalmist David that at times when we are fearful, that we will always exalt the name of the Lord. Many years ago, when I was still working in a bank, um, my boss one day asked me to, to go to his room, and he told me that he needs to send me to Vietnam. So he said that if I want to be promoted to be executive vice president, I need to be transferred to Vietnam. If not, I won't be promoted. So, back then, I just bought a house. Uh, I was renovating my house. And the thought of being, uh, rooted, uh, being uprooted and, and transferred to Vietnam, uh, fear creeps in. Not fear of man or fear, but actually fear of inconvenience. Fear of uh, what to do with my kids, you know, having to transfer them to Vietnam. But thank God that on that night, before I have to meet my boss again the following morning, a song just 
keep playing in my mind. And I, I just sang this song to the Lord that Jesus, you are at the center of it all. I keep singing the song, Jesus at the center of it all, over and over and over again. And at the end of it, I told my wife, tomorrow when I meet my boss, things will change. And true enough, the following morning when I met my boss, my boss said, oh, I found another candidate for Vietnam. You don't have to go. And praise God, I still got my promotion uh, to be executive vice president. So, many a times, I have sung my fear away. Yeah? So, uh, what is the application here? Exalt, worship and praise God at all times. Whether during good or bad times, seek Him and He will draw near to you and He will deliver you from all your fears. So when we feel that God is far away, it is not that God has moved. It is actually we who have moved away from Him. So when you draw near to God, He will draw near to you. Amen? So the next few verses in verse 5, those who look to Him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. So the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. How many of you, you want the angel of the Lord to encamp around you? Yeah? Amen? So... Uh, what is the application here? When we look to the Lord, we will manifest His glory and be steadfast. And when we call on Him, God will save us from all our troubles. Not some, but all. Will our troubles dissipate? Will it just vanish? It will still be there. But He will provide the way out for us. He will be with us even through the storm. And there is protection and deliverance for those who fear Him. So there are some people, uh, 365 days, when you look at them, their faces are like they have been baptized in Tom Yam juice. Yeah, so, but here in this verse, it says that those who look to Him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. So let us shine the glory of God even through our faces. The next verse, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in Him. Fear the Lord, you, His holy people, for those who fear Him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. So when you fear the Lord, you lack nothing. Yeah? Because even when lions may grow weak and hungry, but we lack no good thing. So we can experience that the Lord is indeed good and blessed are those who make Him our refuge. When we fear the Lord, the, we, we lack nothing and have everything that we need. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you 
the fear of the Lord. And the psalmist is teaching the 3D army in the cave what it means to fear the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. So when he was telling the 3D army, you want to see many good days? Keep your tongue from evil. You want to love life and desire to see many good days? Your lips must turn away from telling lies, turn from evil and do good, seek peace and pursue it. And the fear of the Lord will cause us to keep our tongue from evil and our lips from telling lies. So how many of you, you want to see many good days in the year 2020? Tell your neighbour, I want to see many good days. Amen. So may 2020, we see many good days. And the next few verses, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and His ears are attentive to their cry. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to blot out their name from the earth. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. So the application for us is the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a contrite heart. These the Lord will not despise. He hears our cry and delivers us from all our troubles. And lastly, can I have the worship team up? The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects his bones. Not one of them will be broken. Evil will slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord will rescue his servants. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. So when we fear the Lord, there is protection and there is no condemnation for those who fear Him and takes refuge in Him. So in closing, how should we respond then to the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord will lead us to respond to God in the following ways. Yeah? So we will not take God for granted we will not use the name of God in vain. We will not make empty promises or vows to Him. We will not take the Word of God lightly. We will obey and listen to what He says to us. Even in my own life, when I track my progress, uh, even spiritually in the church, and my progress in my career in the bank, you know, when, when I first joined SIBKL, I was just a senior officer in the bank. Then when I was promoted to zone leader uh, in the church, uh, in the bank, I was also promoted to assistant vice president. And when I was sub-district leader, I was promoted to vice president. There seems to be a parallel uh, with my progress in the church and with my progress in the bank. So, I was sub-district leader for many years. 
But in the bank, from vice president, I progressed to executive vice president. So then the Lord reminded me of point number three. Do not make empty promises or vows to Him. Because many years, even before joining SIBKL, I made a vow to the Lord that I will come in full-time at the pinnacle of my career in the corporate world. And the Lord reminded me, Son, you have reached the pinnacle of your career. What's next? So, the fear of the Lord came back to me and I wanted to honour God. I want to honour the vow that I made to Him. And here I am serving full-time. Amen. So, yeah. And Pastor Lee Chu has this to say that the evidence of the fear of the Lord in us is obedience. So I obeyed the Lord. I came on board full-time. And obedience, as what Pastor Lee Chu has shared, breaks the power of the enemy. It enables God to fulfill His promises and plans and it opens the door to an eternal timeline. When people feared the Lord and rebuilt the temple in the book of Haggai, the Lord said to them, I am with you. I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty, and my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. The glory of the present house will be greater than the glory of the former house. And in this place, I will grant you peace. Let me leave you with this closing verse in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. So this morning, even as you have come in, you may not be a Christian yet and you have heard this message. Can I request all of us to close our eyes and bow our heads that even this morning you have come to this sanctuary and you have yet to know the Lord Jesus Christ. But there's a stirring in your heart and you want to receive the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart for the very first time. Can I invite you to raise your right hand high enough for me to see and I will pray for you. You're not a Christian yet, but after hearing this message, you want to know this God. You want to know that this God can drive away all your fears. If that is you, can I invite you to raise your right hand high enough for me to see and I will pray for you. Is there anyone? Any one of you? Yeah, thank you, sister. I see that hand on my right. Thank you, sister. Someone will come to you uh, after the service. Yeah, thank you, sister. Let, let's... Okay, there's, a, there's another hand up there. Yeah, thank you, sister. Okay, let's all uh, pray this prayer to, along with them. Let's, let's repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you 
that you die on the cross for my sins. I confess that I'm a sinner and that I need you in my life. Lord Jesus, I open, the, I open my heart to you now to receive you as my personal Saviour and Lord. Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I thank you that even as I receive you now, I am your child and that my name is written in the book of life. Thank you, Father God. I receive you. I thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 I would like to make a second altar call for those of us we have many fears. No, we have the fear of death, fear of being alone, fear of not getting married. Whatever fears that you have, you know, maybe you have just received a medical report and the medical report uh, shows not very good results. So whatever fear that you have, we want to pray for you. You know something? How you begin the year will affect how you end the year. If you start well, you end well. If you hold on to your fears in January, February, by November and December, not only will the fears be there, but it will increase. Because the devil plays on negativity. The devil comes into your life, catch hold of your fear, whether it be for your health, whether it be for your family, whether it be for your business, whether it be for your career, it will increase. So right at this moment, when the Word of God is delivered, the fear of God casts out every other fear. We will open the altar for you now to come and bring your fears to God so that by the end of the year, not only will there be no more fear of whatever that grips you, but the fear of God will now prevail in your life. Remember, the fear of God blesses you. The fear of God gives you wisdom. The fear of God brings health to your bones. The fear of God gives you long life. The fear of God dries out every other fear because perfect love casts out fear. Amen. So we're going to open the altar. Those of you with fear for your children, two things come to my mind as I was going up. Those of you who fear for your children, they are overseas. You're wondering what is happening to them or maybe they are not following the Lord. It's part of everything that you have prayed for. But today, even as you commit your children to God, God will now drive out the fear and He begins to work. Secondly, those of you for your health, for any reason you are fearful of your health, one way or another, as Pastor Jeffrey mentioned, you have received news not only for yourself, but also for a colleague or a loved one who's not well. And suddenly, fear grips you. That is not of God. So I've opened the altar for two things, your children and your health. One way or another, may not be for you, but also for somebody whom you love. The altar is open. Remember, 
perfect love casts out fear. So we're going to sing the last verse. Altar is open when you bring your fear to God. The fear of God, remember Psalm 34, drives out every other fear. And you have no more fear. Amen. Only the love of God. Can you look to God? He's a good God, understand. Perfect love casts out fear. No hatred, no anger, no unforgiveness, no bitterness. Because any one of these hinders the love of God. But when the perfect love of God comes into your life, every other fear is cast off. So can every one of you, in the closing moments of this morning, invite, encourage the presence and the love of God in your own life so that whatever it is, negativity be gone in Jesus' name. Because perfect love casts out fear. Amen. Perfect love. And the epitome of that perfect love is Jesus Christ Himself. Jesus Christ Himself is that perfect love. When Jesus Christ, perfect love comes into your life, every fear is gone. Amen. Every fear is gone. Because if Jesus and God is with you, who can be against you? If Jesus... The love of God, the epitome of the love of God is with you. Who can be against you? He is the ultimate of love, Jesus. So every one of you as we close this morning, would you invite once again Jesus come into your life and declare Him to be your first love. When the first love comes, every other fear is gone. Amen? So every one of you as we close, Will you rededicate your life back again to God? Before I ask Pastor Jeffrey to give his closing comments and close us in prayer. Every one of you, look to God. No fear, my friend. No fear at all. No fear. No fear. No fear, no fear, no fear at all, no fear. Because perfect love, Jesus Christ, the epitome of perfect love will cast out every other fear. Let's close in prayer. Lord Jesus, Indeed, you are that perfect love that casts out every other fear. And we thank, Lord, that even as we look to you, we know that even as your love fills our heart and your love envelops us, O Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you will drive out every other fear. And today, even as we have listened to your word, O Lord, we pray, O Lord, that you will help us not to be fearful of what lies ahead, Lord, but we have this expectation of your deliverance, of your providence, Lord, that truly you are the lifter of our heads, Lord, that at times when our spirit is downcast, we can turn to you, we can exalt the name of the Lord, and He will lift us up again, He will deliver us from all our fears. So I speak a blessing 
over each and every one of us who are gathered here this morning. I pray, O oh Lord, that truly may the love of God the Father, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and may the fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with us for today and for the rest of the week till we meet again. And all God's people say, Amen. Please leave.